Welcome to the acclaimed podcast, Deep Dive with Andy and the White Whale. Welcome to the Deep Dive. This is podcast number 16 out of 16, previewing the 2020 NFL seasons on a team-by-team basis. Um, I think this will put... Uh, I think this is probably our number 20 of content overall, including all of the awards pods we did. And um, I guess, are, are you ready for the season to start, Andy? <laughs> Made some bets last week. You know, well, even earlier, I mean, you, we kind of laughed at the Raiders line, and then I, I was more than ready to bet on the Steelers over the Giants, and then just more injuries, more bad luck befalling the Big Blue, the New York football giants, and I'd just end up pulling the trigger on that too. So I've already got two bets in the hopper along with all the futures and awards yes. and outright. And so, yeah, very excited. Hells yes. Um, well, today I'm we do still part on vacation. two. Today we <laughs> good deal. Today we do part two of the AFC East. Um, where we are going to cover the New England Patriots and the Buffalo Bills. Let's start with the Patriots as they are the, for the first time in as many years, uh, first time in, I don't know, eternity, that they are not the favorites to win the AFC East by an enormous margin. In fact, they are the second favorites. Um, it is debatable whether they should be uh, considered co-favorites or if this is actually a tanking year for them. Uh, I guess I'm not ready to subscribe to the Patriots tank, um, but it's notable who they let walk out that door and how they've been impacted by players opting out of playing this season. Um, in fact, as you look at the current depth chart, there are not a lot of names that I recognize here. Um, what is your current temperature on the Patriots? Do you think they are a realistic contender for the AFC East, contender for the AFC overall, uh, or is this a team that is closer to a rebuild than they are competing for a championship? Did Tim Cam change my mind, I guess? You know, we've been vehemently against Cam being healthy. As much as it's not like I cheer for a guy to be hurt or say he, you know, I, I don't, I don't want him to play well ever again. In fact, I have some Cam comeback player of the year tickets nice. because one book was slow as hell to update and there were some big fat numbers on that. So I, I kind of hope he plays well. But the where we sat on Cam Newton and that shoulder for the last couple of years, I don't think I can get too excited. But at the same time, it's. It's probably an upgrade over Stidham. I don't want to say it's an upgrade over Brady of, you know, where Brady's at in his career because even if Brady is not nearly where he should have been, you know, or where he was 10 years ago physically, he's just been in that system and they've so simpatico with Bill and they were so comfortable together and they, you know, him and Josh and they just made things work every year. So even a broken down less than hundred percent old man, Tom Brady, it's hard to bring in some sort of upgrade to that. Just how, how, you know, we talked about continuity through every one of these and it's the ultimate in continuity to have a quarterback and a head coach and even the offensive coordinator has been there a while now. Yeah. For that long. So might be the best owner in football too. Yeah, for keeping, sure. Keeping I, those guys together for all those years without uh, the, you know, the, the egos getting out of control, like hat yeah. tip to Mr. Robert Kraft. So, yeah, it's, so it's, it's, it's a down, it doesn't matter what it's a downgrade. It's a downgraded quarterback and the defense is good, but we've shown year after year, it's hard for defenses to be predictive year over year. So I guess I trust if there was a team I'm going to trust, it's again, another defensive head coach to keep this kind of defense playing well together. And that lunatic looking freaking banjo strumming Steve Belichick. Oh, who, he does. He does call the defensive plays in between, um, in between serial killer outings. Yeah. He's a good coach, scary looking dude. And yeah, hearing him talk is terrifying. <laughs> I, I think the defense can 
be good again. They lost some pieces. They added some pieces. They didn't have a first-round pick. Or did, did, What did they end up doing? Trading back, or what was the... They traded out. Yeah, they end up... Which, it's always a high pick anyway, and they tend to botch the draft, so why not trade back, get more picks? They went defense, 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 tight end, tight end, kicker. Kicker. How about that? Remember that? Big money winner for you. Oh, my God. I mean, that was my actually, favorite bet of all year so far. <laughs> yeah, Justin Rohrwasser, who was in the field. But uh, another couple linemen, a linebacker, and yet another lineman. So they drafted, what's that, one, two, three, three linemen, a bunch of defensive players, a couple tight ends, and a kicker. They added some pieces, but is is customary, nothing expensive. Cam Newton not making a ton of money. It's incentive-laden. Brian Hoyer, Brian Hoyer's money was almost where Cam's is. And then, I mean, what what do you think their biggest free agent splash outside of Cam is? No, no, there there was no free agent splash. Marquise Lee? No, no. I (laughs) I don't even know if he'll make the team. Um, Yeah, he might not make the wide receiver room. Yeah, the – it was a really, really, really strange offseason for New England. Um, I guess we'll go back to Tom Brady's last ever game as a Patriot in the playoffs. Um, actually, let's go back even further. The Patriots were 8-0 last year. They were a dynamo. They were, they were the most dynamic defense that I had ever um, looked at from a data standpoint in all of the years doing handicapping. I could not believe how good that defense was um it did not hold for the full year as they eventually started giving up um you know some points and yards the baltimore game was kind of the um the beginning of the end of their just historic run of defensive performances um and i guess i did not adjust quickly enough in terms of how um i guess a couple of things I didn't adjust quickly enough in terms of how poor the quarterbacks were that they were playing over the first half of the season. They were really, really, really bad. Um, and I also didn't adjust for, um, you know, so, some of the scheme things that, you know, that they, they were susceptible to the run for sure. Uh, they were much, much more able to defend the pass than the run. Um, and, you know, it, that hurt them for sure in a bunch of these games, notably the Ravens game. Um, but it was still a team at nine and one, ten and one, beating the Cowboys and the Eagles back to back that you thought was going to be in the mix for the AFC title game, right? This is a team that's going back to the AFC championship game. You don't really need to worry about it. Uh, and then the wheels fell off offensively. They lost to the Texans Chiefs back to back. They lose to the Miami Dolphins in week 17 that took them out of the stranglehold they had on the two seed, gave the Chiefs a bye, and effectively sealed the fate of their season. They host the Tennessee Titans in the 3-6 matchup, and the Derrick Henry train ran them the F over. Um, Actually, even Tannehill was fine in that game. The defense just in general just did not look right for that game. Uh, and the offense got shut out in the second half. They lose 20 to 13 at home uh, in Tom Brady's last ever start as a Patriot. It took until the final pass of Tom Brady's game for me not to believe that they were going to eventually come back and get that win. Um, we've seen it so many times. We've seen it so many times. You know, the whole, the whole second half played, I, I forgot how this game went. It was fucking insane. Titans I would with Derrick Henry go up 14-13 into the yeah. half. And then zero points scored in the third and fourth quarters of that game until uh, with 15 seconds left. Uh, you know, Titans come up with some absolutely impossibly good converted first downs. Patriots defense cannot get off the field. Titans eventually punt back with 15 seconds in the clock and Patriots are on their nine-yard line and Brady throws a pick six. And it took until the bitter end for me to believe that they wouldn't eventually get it together, drive down the field, kick the game-winning field goal, and uh, meet their destiny with the, a matchup against the Chiefs. 
Um, but not to be. Patriots lose Tom Brady's last ever playoff game. Uh, the era is over. Um, and the rest of the punctuated with a pick yeah. six. Punctuated to end with it. pick six. I would love to do a supercut of Man. our Wednesday pods of us talking about the like previewing the Dolphins game and then probably previewing the Tennessee game. Yeah. Where we're just, you know, like, all right, it's the Dolphins. It's a 17-point dog. This is this is not a game we're going to talk about much. And then you get to the playoffs and be like, yeah, it's been a good run by Henry, but, you know, we don't – it's, it's back to business. Here. This is yeah. Tom's last home game. They're going to figure out a way. Nope. Um, and, you know, the offense never, ever got – was right. And a lot of it was Brady's performance in particular regressed substantially over the last half of the season. Um, yeah. He never had any chemistry with his wide receiving core. Uh, he looked angry and upset. There was no, no Gronkowski. Um, he didn't have the weapons he wanted around him. He wasn't happy. And uh, you know, he, it kind of seeped into the performance of the offense as a whole. Um, they, uh, they just never were a very good offense over the last half of the, the whole last half of the season. Um, and you know, take Brady out, insert Cam Newton. Does that solve that? No, not really. Um, you know, are you going to get a meaningful step forward from the likes of Nikhil Harry this season? Maybe. I don't know. Jacoby Myers? Maybe. I don't know. Um, you have uh, you have something cool between Cam Newton and a, a, a very good offensive line, finally. I think this offensive line for the Patriots is, is strong. Um, I think... Did they lose a healthy, well, a healthy win? Otherwise, it's no. I don't think they lost anyone. Yeah, Cannon opted out, which sucks because he's freaking good. Oh, right yep, tackle, I am missing that. But they still got Shaq Mason. David Andrews is a good center. Joe Thune is underrated as guard. So it's a it's a really really strong center of that offensive line. Um, and you could, now, and we haven't seen Cam Newton with solid protection in many many years. It has been a long time since he was well protected. And that should give him the opportunity to be him, you know, his the best of what he can be given the injuries he's overcome to this point. Um, question is, does Cam Newton have chemistry with guys like Nikhil Harry and Julian Edelman and uh, Mohamed Sanu and Jacoby Myers? Eh, maybe, but I guess he's made bad wide receivers look good his whole career. So I will I'll suspend some disbelief there that uh, and think that, yeah, this can be, a reasonably decent offense and Cam Newton might be the difference. Um, I'm not, you know, and, and yeah, Josh McDaniels, great offensive coordinator. And, you know, they have good positional coaches at a lot of layers and, you know, they have a very analytics heavy, you know, focus overall. That's awesome. So there's enough positives here that I can look at this across this unit and say, uh, yes, swapping out Brady for Cam Newton upgrades them offensively is that a fair is that fair i think mcdaniel's probably excited about this i think he's probably looking forward to trying out somebody with some legs yeah cam still camps if 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 we're wrong about cam's shoulder and even if we're right they'll scheme around it he's still got his legs if that foot's healed up and the shoulder's not completely falling off they might not even have to scheme around it they're it's not kind paying of, them that it's much. Kind it's of kind exactly, of the scheme to begin with. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of the scheme to begin with. Like, hey, you're going to get it out of your hand fast, man. We're not going to ask you to uh, take seven-step dropbacks and wait for plays to develop 25 yards down the field and have you hit it on a postage stamp. Like, no. Like, we're going to give you easy-to-complete passes uh, and, you know, and, and easy-to-make third downs. And uh, if you can put your head in the pile and get us fourth-down conversions like you've been able to do your whole career, like, yeah, this, this offense is going to score points. They're going to put pressure on teams. I don't know that – um, you know, I don't know that they are going to be in the top 10 in the NFL. Uh, they certainly don't seem to have the talent in the receiving game to be top 10 in the NFL. Um, Sony Michelle picks still is an absolute head scratcher. Um, but the overall, the, you know, I think swapping Brady for cam is a good fit for this offense and should, you should see a better performance. Yeah, like we said about that's just the that's just the scheme, and you know, I mean you're right. We kind of talked about this when we touched on Tampa Bay. It's it's it might be a problem it's, for Tom because yeah, yeah right. Arians Arians is he likes longer developing plays and deeper drops, 
Whereas the scheme here is quick, you know, quick stuff. And who knows Josh McDaniels as much as a shithead as he is. And Josh, I keep saying McDaniels and I have, he, yeah, it is. Is it Daniels or McDaniels? Now it's I'm Mc, losing my it's, mind. It's McDaniels. Yeah, for sure. It's McDaniels. Yeah, I just looked sure. at something that, Josh I just McDaniels. looked at something that says Daniels. And now it, I had like correct. a mind inception. <laughs> it's Thank not correct. You. No, I thought I was losing my mind here at night. Um, but he's as much as he's a turd, and I hated what he did with that with the you Denver's know, nonsense. Well, that, oh, oh, leaving uh, the leaving cold, Indy on the, the leaving, yeah, leaving yeah, leaving Indy on the, on the altar. altar. Yeah, that that was and that wasn't cool. But he's a smart guy. He's an offensive genius. And who knows what he's got up his sleeve. I think we can see a fun offense here. Now that, I mean, because you're not going to scheme quarterback runs or, <laughs> or you know, yeah. any sort of maybe even fewer bootlegs and things like that with a quarterback like Tom Brady. You know, he was a bit of a statue at this point in his career. So we could see some fun stuff from that. They got a couple of decent options at running back to catch passes. Edelman's top tier slot receiver, Harry. We don't know a ton about yet. I mean, they love him there. So you have the pieces on offense. The defense was good last year. It's hard to just write this team off because Tom Brady left. Yeah, like the the cotton. Where did they Where did they lose a starter last year? Besides the opt outs, I mean, it's it's all been opt outs. It's well, uh, and uh, I mean. You're gonna just gonna blow. You're just gonna blow right by fullback James Devlin. <laughs> I didn't even. I, I have a hard time talking about that. That's a, a big emotional loss. It's a sore, it's a sore subject. Yeah, yeah, I got you. Um, but no, let's, yeah, they did, so, outside so, of the yeah, opt-outs, no. they didn't lose much. No, this is a this is an offense that can on a given day can score thirty. I really think that's not crazy. Uh, they're gonna they're gonna move the chains. They're gonna put scoring pressure on teams. Um, I don't know if this Justin Rowasser kid can kick, make no goals. Let's, let's assume that he can. Um, the uh, but the defense. What, what is side really... of the with the civil unrest and? Yeah, well, yeah, if you boycotts. Yeah, what, what side of the aisle do you think he's on? <laughs> uh, let's let's re- let's let's re- let's reach him for let's comments. Skip, are, are, let's skip yes. right past that. Yeah, yeah the Justin Rowasser. Have are you guys going to boycott practice? Let's uh, let's get some comments. Um, no, the. Um, the defense, though, is is the bigger question mark here because, from a personnel standpoint, uh, outside of D P O Y, Stefan Gilmore, outside of um, absolute rock on your defense, Devin McCourty at safety, it is a fresh start here. <laughs> I guess La- Lawrence Guy is still uh, is still playing. Everybody else has moved on. Jamie Collins is gone. Kyle Van Noy is gone. Um, Deron Harmon is gone. Uh, Elandon Roberts is gone. Danny Shelton is gone. He wasn't a very meaningful player, but he's gone anyway. And Dante Hightower opts out. Patrick Chung opts out. Uh, this is a very concerning turnover. You've lost all of your off-ball linebackers for the last year. You've lost most of your pass rushing uh, and run-stopping uh, personnel. It is a lot of names on this defensive depth chart I have never heard of before. Bo Allen, Adam Butler, John Simon, Jawan Bentley. These guys are going to be starting for the Patriots in game one. I'm not making these names up. These are real people. Terrence Brooks. Uh, I, I know who Josh Uche is. He's a you know, rookie that they just drafted, but they, they are going to be relying on a ton of guys who are unproven. And if we're going to give the Panthers a hard time about that, if we're going to give the Jags a hard time about that, then the Patriots deserve a hard time about it too. Even though the genius, the you know, the hoodie is a defensive genius and can teach these guys up, scheme them up, um, you know, get more out of them as players than their, than their potential other on other teams. I have a very, very tough time thinking that this is going to be a cohesive unit defensively until much later in the season, if ever this year. Is that crazy? It's it's great. It's great to talk about later in the year. Because I, I just, as you're sitting there thinking and saying all these things, I'm having like the biggest deja vu. I'm having a lot of deja vus tonight. Um, <laughs> to last days. year. 
Well, and last year we talked about like, oh man, you know, a big weakness is their pass rush, the front four, like the the whole. Actually, maybe you know, maybe a big part of it. The what are they going to do? It seems like it's going to be a rotation, and there's going to be a lot of guys cycling in and out. They have true, you know, they don't have like some three down starters. It's it's tough to say like, hey, this guy is a a third down specialist. It was going to be a lot of guys rotating through on the front four. And I mean, we were right. And it's not like we were right. We read that everywhere and everyone was saying it and the Patriots were saying it and they did that and it worked like, but it, again, it was, it was rough to start, but once they figure things out, they, it seems like they always just figure things out. Mm. And you know how the first few games of the season are the preseason for them, like the extended preseason. Sure. That's the only, that's the only thing that I wonder about this year without a preseason, do they get, eight preseason games <laughs> yeah, to spend yeah. the season or what, what happens there? Yeah. So that'll, that'll crazy. be interesting. Interesting to see uh, if, if they take yeah. longer to get going this year. I could see it. That's, yeah, that's not some sure. like narrative. That's a full thing. They take, is. take a bit to get going. Yeah. And I like, you can't like, you can't undersell the talent at cornerback on this squad. Gilmore is amazing. Uh, McCourty is Jason McCourty is good. Um, Devin McCourty is amazing. Um, and JC Jackson and Jonathan Jones are really, really decent cover players. So they can dime you. And really, if you're a pass happy approach, your least enjoyable passing experience on your schedule is still going to be the Patriots. Um, and it kind of brings into direct focus, uh, you know, how do you match up against the likes of, um, you know, Kansas city and Baltimore. Um, and that's really what it comes down to. You know, you have the, you have the, uh, the, the weapons on your defense. If everything else can get better by the end of the season that, you know, if you can squeak out a win here, uh, in your AFC East and get a home game in chili Foxborough, uh, you might actually be a team no one really wants to play in the playoffs. That's not crazy. Um, I just, uh, you know, there's a lot yeah, of teams. You, you too can be the 2019 Tennessee Titans. Yeah, that's not crazy. Your, your identity is going to change here. You're not, you're not the Patriots of old that everyone's afraid of because they just coasted to a one seed in a weak division. It's And now you get some home games in Foxborough. This is... You know, they have to be that kind of team that's, oh, shit, like, I didn't think this team would be good. Are they good? And then you meet them in the playoffs, and they punch you in the mouth. Yeah, yeah. Do you think um, – is Stefan Gilmore overrated at this point? Probably. Probably, And yeah. And he's still probably one of the best. Yeah, like, burned yeah, the, the hype, the hype is bad nuts. spots last year. Yeah, and it, it's tough for – nobody's perfect. He's yeah, still very, very he was in, he was he had a, his first half of the season was out of this universe and then he had some bad ones late. Um, but yeah, I mean, you make a point about that, like diming you, and nobody runs base defense. No, and except for it, Seattle. Get, yeah, I guess for, that's true. That's just gonna poop on them, even though they're not talking about them. <laughs> but you put Steve and Bill here together, and they're gonna they're gonna be able to scheme something with these even Bill these players. <laughs> Bill and Steve. Man, Steve, 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 Steve. Um, I'm gonna pull up a picture. I'm just to look at it. Okay, Maybe so goosebumps. I guess if their front four, if oh their front God. seven, if their front seven is like if they're bad, right? Are teams like Denver gonna be able to just run, run, run down their throat and keep them out of games? A team like San Francisco is gonna be a disastrous matchup. Is uh, Jacobs with the Raiders week three? Is he just going to run amok? Like, is this is this defense going to be bad enough stopping the run that it completely takes apart all of the other good things about this team and takes wins off the uh, table for them? That's where I think guys like Gilmore and, I mean, honestly, the secondary is probably good enough where you can switch into man and stack and bring up safeties and do what you need to do to get the, like, you'll need to help out against the run more than you'll need to, you know, 
bring the whatever you want to call it single high safety mm. yeah that's just fair. The, the, you know you, you're gonna need to help the front front six seven a lot more than you have to help the corners like that's safety, absolutely true your, your safety and yeah your safeties are gonna have to help a lot more with the run and I think if you have bad cornerbacks, then you're caught between a rock and a hard place. Like, man, we can't be bringing these safeties and cheating them up if we need help because these cornerbacks are losing their guys and we need help over the top and we need to play some sort of zone. But when you have Gilmore and, you know, across from a couple other decent corners, even your slot corner, it's – I think you'll be all right mm-hmm. cheating up with, with, your, with your safety, putting in an extra linebacker whatever you need to do to stop some of those teams from running and adjusting. I think that's probably a fair read. I think that's a fair read. Um, so if, there's if no, what re- I came so, up with God. Knows so there's, so there's no, so there's no real reason to panic. Right. Uh, I mean, yeah. So we do silver lining for the bad teams. I guess we could do like whatever the opposite of silver lining is brown poop streak in your underwear. Is that the opposite of a silver lining? I've always it's, heard that, yeah. Yeah, Cam, Cam Newton's shoulders is dicked. He doesn't have it. A couple, you know, it looks okay in in camp, and then a couple games in, he lands on it after getting hit, and it just, it's gone. Like opposite of, you know, reverse rookie of the year shoulder hit, where it's worse after he gets up, and you're rookie relying on Stidham. I love rookie of the year. Yeah. So you're in the yeah, and then it's like, oh shit! I guess we're finding out just how good Stidham is, and some of the opt outs are more important than we thought they would be. The defense doesn't quite have it, despite all the the geniuses behind it. You you know, you just don't have enough chess pieces to take the board, and maybe the the tackles, the a little bit of a downgrade at tackle That's hurts more than saying. you think. Enough chess pieces to take the board. I like that. So, I mean, th- that's your cold water. Why didn't I just say cold water? We've been saying cold water for three months. I had to say poop, poop streak. I was going to let you go with it. I didn't really know what you were, where you, what you were doing there. But I, was tra- I, I was I didn't think, I don't think there's, a, like an, there's no antonym for silver lining. The world needs it. So, yeah, that's, that's my cold water. Slash okay. I don't think it's crazy. I don't think it's crazy. Um and I guess in that scenario, and really, if if Cam Newton's not the guy, and if the defense is a problem stopping the run, and they lose to Miami Week One, Seattle Week Two, I actually I don't think they I don't think they can lose to Miami Week One. I actually I really kind of like them in that matchup for whatever reason. I just I don't, I don't I don't I'm not worried about Jordan Howard hurting me. Um, but Seattle Week Two. Not a great matchup. You got to fly across the country. Uh, you're playing in prime time, um, in you know on on their body clock. Um, week three against the Raiders, you got a real tough running defense matchup. Week four against Kansas City, you got a tough everything matchup. Week five against the the uh, Broncos, you got a tough running back matchup. Like I can see them one and four, even if Cam is him, Ooh. you know is is you know kind of in the mix. You know, as good as as good as we remember him from, you know, the beginning of two seasons ago. Um, San Francisco is a disastrous running matchup too. Week seven, uh, you Man, could. I think I think they beat the Raiders. You could conceivably be one and six through seven weeks, going up to a back to back at Buffalo at the New York Jets, where if you do not sweep, your season is over. In which case, we see Jared Stidham make his first start for Balt at Baltimore <laughs> or versus Baltimore. <laughs> yeah, you find out if you have it or not, and you pray to God the Jets aren't. You know, I suppose it wouldn't be the Jets with Darnold. Maybe they would take they'd take him anyway. Who who's our worst team? Carolina, Jags. Jags? Yeah, the Jags or Carolina. Yeah, if you're in that spot, you're hoping like Carolina or the Jags or the Jets aren't like 0 and 8. So then you you have a terrible season and you still don't get Trevor. Yeah, that'd be awful. Um Yeah, it's not a not a great schedule. Again, these are we're talking about the same teams in the same conference or same division. Not great. So yeah, a lot not, of the same opponents for, but in terms of their weaknesses, right? Like 2 and 2 and 5. A lot of good running backs, a lot of good teams. 2 and 
five through seven weeks of the season is on the table. Yeah, I think they beat Miami, Las Vegas, and the the Raiders spot. They're coming. It's a back to back road. Or excuse me, the Broncos spot is a back to back. Jets, New England, and it's not a requested one, so I don't know that they'll stay. But you don't. It doesn't have to be sure. a requested back to back to stay. They might That's stay. Good. That'll That's be a something. Really good point. Something to keep an eye on because they do have a back to back in. You know, the, the megalopolis that is the mess from Boston to Washington there. So uh, it'd be interesting to see what the, what Denver does there. That'll make it a little easier on them. But that's that's a spot they can get it done. It's a, it's a home game. Off a My guess is they're not going to because it's Tuesday night or they're playing the Jets, right? Or Thursday night, excuse me. Thursday night they're playing the Jets, oh, so they're not going to yeah, stay there for 10 days. days. Yeah. Yep. It is Thursday to Sunday, so yeah, they'll probably travel home. So th- maybe that's a plus spot for New England there. Yeah. If you, yeah, I think yeah, your best case is you beat Las Vegas, you beat Denver, beat Miami, beat Miami, and three and three after six. Yeah, games. your swing, your swing game is Seattle, because Kansas City's boy, that's an impossible ask. Yeah. Although we said Miami beating them last year was impossible. That's a tough ask. San Francisco and KC are tough. So yeah. Yeah, I mean it, it could be two and five, it could be it could be five and two. Yeah. Okay. You didn't have you placed any bets on the Patriots other than Cam comeback? No, Cam comeback at like fifteen and eighteen to one. Mm-hmm. For as much okay. as they let me at <laughs> silly, which is to say like forty dollars. Yeah. Okay. Well uh why man. Is this an over team? No. No. It's still a good coverage unit. Still a good where... Right. Okay. So, and we so don't basically, know about the offense yet. If, so if the offense is clicking, if they if a team is not is doesn't get a lead on them, and they can, you know, if, if the offense can score a couple points early, put a little pressure on the opposing team, then they can win because they're going to uh, reasonably able to be able to move the chains especially if they're being aggressive on fourth down with a guy like Cam Newton, and they're going to reasonably be, be able to stop you from hitting a home run against them in the passing game. So there's going to be wins on the schedule for these guys if they can get a lead, if their first 15 plays are good, if they, um, you know, if they have any kind of cohesion on the offense in general, then this is a, you know, this is a nine, 10 win team that, uh, you know, that absolutely uh, can win an AFC East again. Um, on the other hand, if they give up a lead early uh, and they have difficulty stopping the run, then they might be out of a lot of these games, especially against some of these better run package teams. Um, and I think in the playoffs, that absolutely bites them in the ass against the likes of the Casey's and the Baltimore's of the world. So, yeah, pretty much. Their ceiling is getting Big, the playoffs. God, what a, what a question mark division. I think that's why we left this for last. It is. It's really impossible to put your finger on what's going to happen here. Um, so let's move to the Bills, unless you have any final thoughts on the Pats. Oh, let's see what's in my notes. Um, Brady left. Mm-hmm. That's true. To that. Confirm. Yeah, not a ton. Not a ton. Um, maybe it's hopeful for a couple draft picks to hit because they had so many. They need them all to hit, but they haven't been drafting well lately. Kind of like their their little their stretch of the last handful of years has been really bad. Um, Belichick, the coach, has been bailing out Belichick, the GM, now for going on to five years. <sighs> Let's talk about the Bills. This one's complicated. Coaching staff, team, talent, all over the freaking place. Some of the best young players in the league to watch and shoot and root for. Um, made some awesome investments uh, at some key positions, uh, trading for the likes of Stefan Diggs. Um, you know, coaching up some of their their young defensive players to what was clearly a top five defense last year. Continuity across the offensive line. Solid running back play. Everything about this team checks all the boxes of uh, a team I would be betting on, cheering for, just 
in on in general, except for the quarterback position. And Josh yeah, Allen. Boy, is we should we should yeah. try to get a conversation going on Twitter about this. See if anyone has. Fuck me! I get sick of it. Like just, uh, it, it's so silly. And you know, I, I'm willing to admit, I've, and I've said this numerous times, and I'm a Josh Allen hater or whatever you want to call me. He's a freak athlete. He is amazing. Sometimes when he had that, I think it was a third or fourth down short conversion. He, he dropped the ball. He like dropped the ball into the pile, went down, picked it up, stood back up, and still got the first down. He can make some amazing plays like that. But his inaccuracy as a passer, it just we've seen that for years and years and years. Like that's not something that just gets fixed. No. Uh, inaccurate, like you can fix a guy's throwing motion a little. You can work on the footwork. You can work a little on the you know his his just his IQ as a player, teaching him how to read a defense properly and make reads in game. But just the accuracy of an arm, it's it's not something we've seen some guy come in and be this inaccurate and then it just fixes itself so it, it just i don't think you can get to that especially in the afc where you have all these great teams especially the top two i don't think you can quite get over the hump with josh allen and to and he's but he's good enough like he's good enough to get this team probably a division win this year he's definitely good enough to make them to the playoffs they've been there so they won't ever go away from him. So it sucks for Buffalo. Yeah. Because they're gonna get kind of be stuck in this, like always well, a bridesmaid yeah. purgatory. Which boy, I'd, it'd be a real shame if Buffalo had to feel what it was like to be like second best for four straight years. <laughs> so the older so apologies to older Buffalo fans. Jesus, that was rough. But not I mean, that's nice where that, they're yeah they're not going to get to that. They, you know, I don't foresee them getting to that level. Like oh, let's make the Super Bowl every year. Just sorry, you're running into a buzzsaw from the NFC. I mean, they played some great teams back in the nineties. But that's that's kind of where I feel they're at. They're going to be at that. Hey, we're going to win nine, ten, eleven games every year, and be like the third or fourth best team in the conference, and not have the quarterback who can come back versus a, a Kansas City, a Baltimore, you know, what if Rivers works out behind that great line? What if Cam's working out? Some of the other teams that were high on in the AFC, that you know, the, the Texans still have a great quarterback. The the Miami's kind of an ascending team over the next few years. I don't see how they get over that hump if he can't get past his accuracy issues, even with the addition of Stefan Diggs, which should help. I mean, that's something I harped on couple years ago and it was Case Keenum up in Minnesota and Thielen and Diggs made him look like an all-star because they were catching uncatchable balls. But I mean, go look at the, the highlight reels, the, the true Josh Allen haters put together. I mean, he's overthrowing guys by a lot. You don't have some receiver save you from something that goes 15 feet over your head. Yeah. I mean, he's, I, I don't know. He doesn't play smart, in my opinion. He's, but again, like that, like to that, to, you know, to that same, um, you know, sentiment. He doesn't know that he's not supposed to be competitive against the Ravens and plays, you know, a little, a uh, little looser than maybe somebody else would who is, you know, playing a little, um, you know, a little more, uh, a little conservatively because they don't want to make the key mistake, you know. Um, and I guess in the same way that uh, Josh Allen, he, you know, the statistics just do not support in any way that he is going to make a leap. He's going to surprise people in the analytics community. He's going to take a huge step forward. And I think your point about accuracy is not something that we see fixed on the fly is very relevant. And I, it's it's kind of one of those easy takes to just say, I'm here's all the evidence. Uh, this guy's Mitch Trubisky. Uh, you know, this is a Mitch Trubisky reincarnate here. Uh, you don't really need to take it much further than that. Um, and, you know, the quotes we're seeing out of camp, he's going to run less this year. He's going to focus more on passing. And they don't invested. run him less. Like, that's what's yeah, winning no, you games. No. I know. And, you know, they, they bring in Stephon Diggs, so you've upgraded your wide receivers. I mean, they, they legitimately have three solid receiving weapons in Brown, Beasley, and, and Diggs. That's a solid trio. 
They have a solid offensive line that's going to give him time. And he's just going to airmail passes too often for them to be a realistic contender, in my opinion. And they don't have a tough schedule. They got a lot of soft spots, especially early, that they can kind of get him some confidence and not that he needs it, uh, but, you know, get him some, uh, you know, some wins early and set themselves up to really put pressure on the AFC East overall. Um, but it's just, it's, I'm never going to feel like this guy's the guy. He's what 24th in QBR last year. He's down here with Darnold, uh, Minshew, Andy Dalton, uh, Mitch Trubisky, uh, his, EPA, which even includes his positive contributions in the running game, which are notable, um, is, you know, 23rd in the league last year. Like, and yet he was on a, what, a 10 win team. Um, they exceeded expectations big time last year. Uh, they were only expected to win what six, one of the most bet overs up to, I think seven. Uh, and they cruised past that, uh, largely because they had a very easy freaking schedule last year's schedule. It was easy as hell for them. And it's a little bit tougher this year. They've drawn um, a little bit tougher sequence. Um, you're going to have to play the NFC, the AFC West. You're going to have to play the NFC West. And there are a lot of very competent teams there and some decent pass defenses that you're going to have a much tougher time with if Josh Allen is uh, the same quarterback we saw last season uh, who is unable to complete the deep pass with regularity. And really even the medium pass is the problem. Like his inability to, uh, to thread the needle in the 11 to 20 yard range is what kind of undoes this whole game for me. So I'm cool in the bills overall, just because of that, he which stinks because I like, uh, I like McDermott a lot as a coach. He's awesome. He's got great coordinators. Dable and Frazier are awesome coordinators. They all, they're all staying together. There's continuity here. Um, their defense is worth noting. Not only has some of the uh, strongest players at their position across the entire league, looking at you know, Tredavious White, um, most notably, tons of young talent with Edmonds and Hughes and um, you know Micah Hyde and uh, Poyer. Like this is a really strong overall unit. Uh, I forgot Ed Oliver, another great young player. Like just a bunch of really good young defenders that put up a top five defense last year. I would entirely expect them to be a top five defense again this year. Um, but that's yeah, yeah, not that's high be in my notes. That's not going to be very enough. high in my notes. I'm impressed with the team. Like the <laughs> coaching staff, the way the roster's been put together, like they're yeah they're one piece away from being a elite team. Like you put a quarterback who can hit that because they had some receivers just get so wide open. They added a great receiver. I mean, you put. I don't. I don't even know if I want to bring Jameis into this. Put somebody who can hit a deep guy here and there. And yeah. this is a great team. So I'm, right. I'm, yeah, it could be a good team. They were 10 and six. Their Pythac was 9.8. It's, you know, they're right there. But yeah. A lot of respect for McDermott and the coaching staff. And honestly, the whole organization, they, they put a good team together. They, they're right there. They're getting close. I, I think, again, we talk about how defenses, it's hard to, you know, look at them and say this is going to be good again next year. It's hard to get predictiveness from a great defense. It's not sticky from year to year. But with so many pieces coming back, I, it's going to be a good defense. Like the, the floor is an above average good defense. It's not going to be a liability at any point. And they, all they did was add one of the better receivers in the league. They gave up a bunch for it. It was a, it was probably a good trade on both sides. They got a big need, and the Vikings got uh, some a pretty good haul for it. Mm-hmm. And it you get a first yeah. round pick for that. Like I'm, I'm trying to think which pick was Minnesota's. The God, did they trade Minnesota? The the, Jeff, the Jefferson pick, I think, is where they took. Uh... I don't think that was their own pick, was it? Yeah, I, th- I feel like the Jefferson pick was theirs. And then, you know, they, they drafted 31st, but certainly weren't in the Super Bowl. I'd have remembered that. So I, th- I they must have traded back to get Gladney. God, I'm looking at the Vikings draft hall now. I forgot how many freaking players they had. They got the number, two 20, number 22 overall. 
Yep, Je- Jefferson was so they they replaced Diggs with Jefferson. We'll see how that turns out, and they were able to add a piece to the defensive backs with their other first round pick. But I think again, it was in a in a good trade or a good deal. Both parties are a little unhappy. You hate to lose Diggs, and if you're Buffalo, you gave up quite a bit to get him. So I think it was a good trade for both teams. Any chance that especially, especially after we saw we saw the what happened to the Texans. So yeah, I, I think Diggs Diggs is a bit of a and this comes with being a wide receiver. There are some prima donnas at that position. He clashed with some people on the team and we'll see how that goes after if we get a couple weeks in and he's got you know, nine targets for three catches and had two touchdowns sail over his head. Yeah. We'll see how he is, uh, you know, with the media, especially, man. If yeah, you don't it's have not, fans, it's not like Antonio Brown, Derek Carr volatility, right? It's not like, uh, it's not like that kind of a situation, but yeah, no, I, I completely can see that. Also, I can see the other way too. Like Diggs was so good with Case Keenum that he made him more accurate <laughs> because he was yeah. making incredible catches. Catching uncatchable balls, but in case Keenum, case Keenum wasn't like an accuracy. He was throwing into bad coverages. I see. I see. You know he what I mean? I, I feel. Oh, okay. And maybe, I maybe see. I'm wrong. I, I just feel like I anecdotally, that's what it was. Like, what are you doing throwing into that coverage? And then Diggs or Thielen would bail him out. And it wasn't, you know, why there was some. Yeah, there was inaccurate passes, but it's like, oh, it's a little behind him and. A lot of times that's a drop, but Diggs and Thielen were just so good that year. Yeah. At are you prepared? Everything. I guess are you prepared to take a stand against the Bills to a degree this year? Because like I mean, they, like because the defensive part of this it wasn't fluky last year. It wasn't based on turnovers that are going to regress. It wasn't based on no, it's uh, a great defense. Yeah, it wasn't based on uh, uh, sacks and disruptive plays that are tough to reproduce. It was just a very solid fucking defense. Um, and I think you can expect that they're going to be equally as good this year. Maybe take a step, you know, slight step backwards because they're playing a tougher schedule. Um, but like, I kind of like, I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm going to take a stand against the Bills this year on a lot of games. I'm going to take a, uh, you know, a, a position against them where I think they're overvalued. I'm going to take dogs against them because I'm going to say, hey, you know, this defense could come away with a, a couple of turnovers again, you know, or, or this defense is going to get stops. Uh, and all they're going to need to score is uh, is 24 points to get a win against the Bills team because Josh Allen's going to you know have difficulty completing passes against this uh, this team. So like like and I guess I can see myself going through this season. I'm not going to bet again on you know Bills win alt under, although that probably is a decent bet. I'm not going to do it, um, but I'm probably going to bet against them eight times and on them once <laughs> or something like yeah that, you know well, and that's the thing when a team gets bloated by the market they're going to be a fade spot even you know we've said nice things i like the defense they've added pieces to the offense but the market's probably a little high on them right now they're going to be a good team but they probably don't deserve quite as much as they're getting in in the markets they're a little higher you know as we ran those numbers over the summer and looked at you know, what the market feedback was for point totals, according to the numbers that you reverse engineered, the bills were a little high. And as far as where I have my numbers, so teams that are going to be a little high teams that are public darlings like this, they're it's, it's hard not to back another team. Even if you have to plug your nose and take the Rams or the, you know, the Raiders at home, don't see how many points, the Ra- how many points are the Raiders getting at home in week four? Um, great question. God, that's a good one. Like uh, that's a matchup I like. Let me see here. Yeah, the Raiders are getting a couple points at home. So They're the Raiders, getting. It, it's Raiders plus one point five on what I'm looking at. I'm not looking at updated yeah. numbers. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, Bills minus one. Yeah. So th- that's a spot where, depending what I see over the first few weeks. Yeah, the Bills are favored in like they're all from first five games. Like yeah, that, that's go, something where I, I'd definitely be looking at. I'd definitely be looking at like Raiders plus one ten, straight up. Yeah, yeah. Dolphins could Dolphins could beat them. Rams could beat them. Raiders, Titans. Those are all uh, those are all really tough tests. Um, Jets game week one. I'm not going to touch that one. But no, the know. Jets will lose pretty badly. Yeah, but those rest of those, those you know, where they're short, their favorite outside of the field goal. I think I'm taking the dog. 
think that's yeah, a bunch traveling, of traveling to the uh, Glendale, Arizona minus Arizona's plus one. That's the spot. Like, give me Arizona plus one hundred five straight up. Mm-hmm. Do you think Tarod? I'm gonna I'm gonna take some some dogs uh, straight up to win against this team. Traveling when they have to travel, especially on the West Coast. Mm-hmm. Does Tarod Taylor? Uh, is he still the starting quarterback at the end of November when uh, the Chargers go to Buffalo? That's a tough one. I might have to go back and listen to what we said the first time around. God damn, I would uh, love that to be. I'd love the Chargers to be uh, in the driver's seat for a wild card or something and the Bills to have had a, a very disappointing season to that point and the Chargers get a win over the Bills and just stuff it down the Bills Mafia. Wow, throat. I thought I was the Bills Mafia hater here. I don't hate them. I'm a, I'm just, I'm a, I, I, just, I they, like, they're, I like they're, the Buffalo Blue Jays. Yeah, their position on this is, is just it's, it's nonsense. So. Yeah, the, it's just it's a little bloated, and it'll be this will be one where we should definitely grab the the screenshots needed of where the lines are because there'll be a few teams that come a little back into the pack. Yeah, for in sure. In both ways, there's teams that are undervalued that'll work their way up, and there's teams that are. Like we are thinking the bills are a touch overvalued by the market right now. That'll work their way down where they might go to Arizona and I might be laying a point with Arizona at that point. If they've struggled a little bit, you know, at home versus home versus the Seahawks, if Russ is cooking, they might like not be laying the two too. points. I might be taking the Seahawks as a pick them. Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. That's fair. And it does take two to tango. You know, these other teams, have to stay at their current market levels or improve for those sort of things to happen. If two teams both improve or get worse, then the number likely stays somewhere near it. So, yeah, there's I a guess... ton of really close coin flip games, and you know, like uh, Steelers heading up there, that's a tough matchup even at home. Uh, there's some tough away games too. I guess here's a quick question for you. Is the coaching staff bought in on Josh Allen? Like, are they blinded the same way that Bill's Mafia is with this guy? Um, or is this is there is there any semblance of a of a Nagy uh, Trubisky public divorce in the air? That's the, so that's the second time you brought up the Trubisky thing, and I thought it was interesting. And I I missed it. We got on something else, but when he said, "I'm going to run less," yeah, that's what that's. I remember the 2018 Bears. And they were a good team with a mobile quarterback. Yes, and then they the were. next year they ran him a lot less. And he and I don't want to make the comparison. I, I think Josh Allen's probably better than Mitch. Although that twenty eighteen season was something to behold. But that's you take away a big strength of a player and the other parts start to crumble a little too. Mitch all of a sudden right. was a much worse quarterback overall just by taking away some of his runs. So I don't I don't think that's a good move by the Bills. You know you don't want them to get them hurt, or maybe you do if if you want to move on. But uh, yeah, I I wouldn't I wouldn't stop running him. That's such a strong spot of his repertoire, and I'd keep him on the move. Let him use those legs. He is a freak athlete. He can hurdle some people. He can make people miss, and he can if he wants to take a hit here and there, he can break some tackles. He's a big he's a big kid. So. I don't. I don't like that at all. And just it. It gave me PTSD to the 2019 Bears. Sure. Yeah. 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 I mean, there's there are other aspects that aren't really there for the blueprint. You know, like there's some parts that don't quite add up, but um, there's a lot that do. <laughs> so, um, gonna keep a very close eye on what uh, what Sean McDermott has to say, what Brian Dable has to say about their young quarterback. Um, because guess what? If a defense isn't afraid of you beating them deep, that totally changes what they are going to try to do to you. And they can absolutely, um, you know, they can, they can absolutely solve you, so to speak as an offense, if your quarterback is, uh, is relatively one dimensional. So. Oh, what else you got? What else you got on the Buffalo bills? Well, I don't know. I just I I could I'm prepared to go down on with the ship anti Josh Allen, I guess. Like I don't see myself changing my opinion even if he, you know, streaks out to a five and zero start and I've lost three bets against him, you know. 
Like I was yeah. like, I think my mind is made up on this guy. Like I'm, I'm like, I'm way, I'm, I'm cooler than the market on a handful of teams. Colts is a great example where I'm cool, but I'm flexible. Right. Um, bills are not really one of those teams. Yeah. If and they make the playoffs, I'm going to bet against them. Same as I would. You know, in they're the going to be a total, season. a total team for me when I, I find great spots for their defense. You to, know, to keep the game, team, to keep it, keep it under. Yeah, total team total under for the opposing. You know, can you parlay the opposing team's team total under in their money line? Like uh, the Jets score fewer than seventeen, but still win. Yeah, that's interesting. That's really interesting. <laughs> there are going to be a bunch of those type of spots on the schedule. Yeah, they're going to have some low totals. It's going to be it's going to be hard to grab Steelers, some lows, but I'm going to keep Broncos, an eye on the totals. Yeah, there's a bunch of good under spots on the schedule. You're right. Um, God, real good D line though. Week one, love my love me some Ed, Ed Oliver. Edmonds has turned out good. They're paying a lot. They were spendy. They spend a lot on the defense. It's a top ten defense as far as spending. There's one hole. Off ball linebacker? No, Josh Norman doesn't really fit. I- he had the skill. I don't know what to do. I don't know what to do with him. He might be awful. Like he might be legitimately not playing week four awful. Yeah. But if if they can coach him, I, I feel like because yeah, they, that's true. Staff, that's good. That, that's very, they, that's very fair. I have a ton of respect for Leslie Frazier. He was here in Minnesota for a bit. Utmost respect for Sean McDermott or Sean great, McDermott, great point. depending on how I'm deciding to say these names today. And <laughs> I feel like I, I'm going to give him another chance. John I'm not Dermot. bullish. I'm not bullish on Josh Norman, but I am. I'm saying the guy's done it before, and now he's in a spot where he has some above-average coaching to maybe get him back. Even if you can get him to like uh, above replacement level cornerback, boy, mm-hmm. what a fucking tough defense. Yeah, that's fair. That's entirely fair. And the coaching, white, the coaching is good. And a good no. Norman. Oof. Yeah, the coaching's good enough. Yeah, I agree with you. That's a good, Mike good Hyde. point. That's a good point, man. Okay. Alright, well, let's put a bow on this guy. Bills, uh, I look forward to losing eight units betting against you this season and, uh, 8.8. and then making it 8.8 and then making it all back up in the playoffs somehow. Um yeah, I think we're saying it's going to be a Josh as, Josh Allen fade Martingale season for me. As pessimistic as we all both were, all were like there's a third one. Somebody there's a sneaky analyst we're going to bring in right at the end. But uh, as pessimistic as we were, I think you kind of hit on it there. We both still think this is a playoff team, yeah, based on the rest of the AFC, the schedule, the division, and the defense. And hopefully, if you're a Bills fan or a Bills backer, an improvement on the offense. This is still a team that wins nine, ten games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, it's crazy. I mean, bad quarterbacks win sometimes. <laughs> That's it's not a perfect correlation. Yeah, Brad Johnson has a Super Bowl. <laughs> wow, man, Brad Johnson. Ooh, so does Trent Dilfer. So does. Eli Manning has two, <clears throat> and his play and Josh Allen's play were not all that different the last couple of years, I have to tell you. Um, all right. Good work overall. Great job on all these previews. Um, well, yeah, I haven't talked to you about this, but uh, next week is, uh, you know, next week is week, you know, the, the lead up to week one. Um, do we owe it to people to kind of do a summary episode where we just rapid fire, like, Bam, 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 bam. Quick hit on all 32 teams in case they haven't been able to listen to all 50 hours of our deep dive so far. You want to do that early? Like we'll do that early in the week? You know we have Labor Day. Yeah, let's do it on on, uh, on Monday night or Tuesday morning. And then uh, then let's do our our world famous uh, Wednesday breakdown of the card uh, for week one on Wednesday. I dig it, I dig it. Okay, cool. Oh, maybe we'll be live stream that. Should we live stream it? Our little uh, old rundown. Let people ask when, some when questions. Do we, so when do you want to do this? Are we gonna we're gonna do Maybe this Tuesday? is how we do our we do scheduling meetings, but Let's this one on is gonna Tuesday. be live on the air. This yeah. is our first live scheduling meeting. Let me look at my schedule. So that'll okay. be in September at that point. That right. That's right. So next it week I'm on September. vacation. It'll be September eighth. Uh, okay. We'll have, you know what? We'll oh, you want to hear the beauty of this? Yeah. Sure. 
September 8th at 10 a.m. Guess what I'm doing? Uh, golf pod. Getting a haircut. <laughs> oh, nice. I have Excellent. my haircut. So I will be Excellent. looking. Oh, so female deep dive followers. Good yeah. for you. Yeah. I like I it. I will be looking like a snack. I might even get a beard <laughs> trim. I, boy, that's a jam packed day. That's a payday for my wife uh, to meet the teacher for one of the kids. I guess I'll miss that. Oh, it's earlier in the day. I can do that. Oh, man. Looks like uh, I owe MetLife money that day. I think that's car insurance. Okay, so we'll our, but yeah, our, the wife. The okay. wife works early, so I, I have my afternoon wide open. I have my cool. evening wide open. Cool. Let's uh, yeah, let's live stream Tuesday, let's do this. September eighth. Let's do it live. live stream. We'll do it live. And you know what? Sundays, Sundays. I think we're we're gonna try to work that out to make our Sundays, uh, live streams this year. Absolutely, without question, we are. And uh, more awesome new. NFL handicapping content coming for us this season. Great job with this offseason. We really, I think we put in uh, quite uh, quite a hero's effort uh, getting all of these done. And uh, hopefully you guys took something out of this and we will uh, talk to you when it's time to prep for week one.